is Bruce Abbott. And my name is Ray Shillings. And welcome to Ad Speaks Houston, a podcast produced by the American Advertising Federation Houston chapter, featuring the inside scoop on advertising and marketing, with guest interviews with some of the brightest minds in advertising. Every episode, we explore current trends and topics and the uh, latest news and events in our ad community. And the American Ad Federation Houston is always, Bruce, uh, year-round, they're doing stuff. Spring uh, is always packed with cool stuff that they have, and the calendar looks pretty full. Coming off the Addy Awards and our Trailblazer uh, Luncheon as well, we've got the 2019 AEFH Scholarship Awards Luncheon. That is a really cool event where uh, 21 students uh, get to each a $3,000 scholarship for tuition and fees. It's set up by our good friend Bill Fogarty. Jim Mattress Mac McInvale is going to be our guest speaker. Saves you money. He will do that if you'd like that day, Friday, April 12th, (laughs) 2019, beginning at 11. And you go to aaf-houston.net if you want to find out a little bit more about that. We also have our spring membership drive. That is going underway until uh, June 30th. Now, new members joining, you can get the remainder of this year free. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. 15 months for the price of 12. Memberships are good through June 30th. 2020. Again, check out the website if you want to find out more information. AAFH wants you. Yes, now. they want you now. And yeah. so, uh, if maybe some of your colleagues in the industry, hey, there's a lot of great benefits. Um, there's a lot of really cool events that we do too, like our Beers with Peers Spring Edition. Did he say beer? I said beer. Yeah. That. That I knew that piqued your interest. Yeah. Uh, Beers with Peers, the spring edition, that's a membership mixer and happy hour scheduled for Thursday, May 2nd at the Carbach Brewery Beer Garden. Beer and advertising, they go hand in hand, right? And no backorder slips. That's an inside joke, Jim. Thank you very much. (laughs) So listen, lots going on. uh, We talk about American Ad Federation Houston year-round with these podcasts, and we hope you're enjoying them as well. T2Omedia.com. T2Omedia, founded in 04, is an online media company passionate about technology and focused on generating results for our clients, says the website. Uh, And that's pretty cool. Uh, T2O is the leading full-service digital agency in Spain in terms of POET, uh, which stands for Paid, Owned, Earned, and Technology. And they've accomplished many great things, not to mention a recognition and awards specifically in the section of Europa and LATAM. What's more, they are Google's number one client. Well, that's good to be Google's number one client. If you have to be somebody's number that, one, Alex. you have to be Google's yeah, number we're, one. Yeah, we're definitely among one of their <laughs> top clients uh, in Spain and in Europe. That's Alex Ramirez, CEO of T2O Media USA. Hey, Alex, thanks for jumping in and being with us today. Thanks for taking me in. It's nice being here. <laughs> Anytime. So I notice here it says what started off as an idea between two friends has grown into a company with more than 200 professionals and six offices around the globe. Yet we still like to keep our startup spirit with digital at the core. So Alex, an agency from Spain ends up in Texas. How did that happen? Why? <laughs> Why? A How do you go of, from Spain to Texas? Yeah, a lot of people ask that Southwest. question to, no. to us. So when we have been thinking about co- coming to U.S. for, for a while, uh, and we actually came across the opportunity uh, because one of our clients was working with a local agency. Uh, they just weren't getting it. Uh not just because they didn't perform as they were expecting, but because they had a lot of problems in regards to the time lag that there is between Europe and the U.S., uh, language-wise, uh, way of doing things, a way of even talking about marketing, which is different. And So out of that, uh, we tell them, 
let us handle your U.S. and Canada accounts. And they say, okay, but I want you to be there, right? And say, okay, done deal, we're here. And that was basically what made us uh, take the leap and come into the U.S. And then when we were scouting out, okay, so where do we land? Uh, everyone was thinking about Miami, New York, or California, going to L.A. or, or maybe San Francisco. Uh, but eventually we we thought about Texas because it's one of the best places to be nowadays in the U.S. It's one of the uh, states that grows more. Houston, very multicultural. We have a two-hour flight from Mexico City where we have an office with 60 people uh, for the past nine years. It just made sense for us. And we saw an opportunity as well because there it's, it's an, an, a port of entry for companies from Latin America and as a test for Europe as well, because it's a big uh, state to test. And so it was, it just made sense. That's why we, we wanted to do it. So we're trying to, to help companies from, from Europe, from, uh, from Latin America to come in, actually do it right, help them grow. And so that they understand that coming into the U.S. is not about just landing and getting rich. It's about doing things in a different way because it is a different uh, 50 countries country. That's basically it. So you have to understand how things are done. Otherwise, it's just going to be a very burning and consuming thing for companies if they don't do it. And that's why. You were talking a little bit off uh, mic uh, earlier about your roots being data-driven marketing, not necessarily the whole creative and content, but your your big thing, you're really, you're not an advertising agency that uses data. You're really a data agency that uses advertising. Tell us a little bit more about that. Since since we started back in, in 2004, the first initial steps that the agency took was starting to work in the PPC area. Everything was very new. Oscar and, and Tomas was uh, working on that. They went to Google and said, hey, we want to be your uh, biggest client in Spain, just like that. Google was starting to actually even be in Spain. They were, didn't have offices at that time. And they say, well, who are you guys? And they say, we're, we're just two guys that know about data. We know PPC is the first thing that start popping up in the digital side. And then we are just looking into being your best client and growing and, and it's going to be all about technology. And that's how we started. That's basically how we started. And then out of that, since we have been working for the past 15 years, everything has been revolving around technology, data, audiences, and keeping the pace uh, on how marketing, digital marketing has been growing, basically. Did you guys know at that point in time that you were well ahead of the curve as it relates to marketing and advertising, was that something you thought about or did it just happen? I don't think they actually did that they were ahead of time. They just see an opportunity and and they just went for it and eventually just work out, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, as we start talking about this and, and how you guys uh, uh, use data, so as you're as you're looking at the new model here of, of advertising and marketing and, and data is becoming just bigger, bigger, bigger in terms of the importance of that um, for maybe smaller ad agencies. Uh, I mean, you guys have been uh, to, to start with just three, you know, core, uh, you know, employees and then to be able to expand in, in the way that you have. Um, what can a smaller agency learn uh, from you guys in terms of like, um, your strategy, your data, and then I've got another question I want to ask you about this bow tie strategic approach of yours. 
Yeah. Well, that's basically the past two, three years, we have been focusing a lot on working on this new bow tie approach that a Swiss pig. And it's basically a funnel process, right? If you go into the left side of that funnel process, which is bow tie, uh, you will have the, the basics, awareness, interest, desire, and conversion areas, right? Very common. Mm-hmm. That's a very traditional model. Then if you go to the right side, that's where most of media agencies don't tend to go to, which is the loyalty side. And that's where you actually talk to your actual customers and get them to continue to purchase the products or services that you have and not overspend more on acquiring new ones rather than having all that install base continue to grow, basically. So that loyalty side, which is upselling, cross-selling, marketing automation, which is a big boom uh, since past uh, couple of years, all that uh, needs technology. And that's, if you talk to another agency that it's trying to go to that place, they will definitely maybe say, my biggest problem is actually understanding the process, getting the right tools and technology and getting the right people to be able to pull this off. And that takes time, that takes money, that takes knowledge. So it's not, I don't think it's that agencies don't want to do it. It's just that it's not that easy. And they don't understand sometimes it. Maybe, it huh? it's, it's a case. Sometimes they do understand it, but they just don't they have either the manpower or uh, enough power on the technology side of knowledge to actually hmm. pull that off. You know, how can a, a brand, in, a brand basically, any brand, use inf- influencer marketing? And why is that important for a brand to do that? So when you think about brand awareness, basically you will think more on the traditional side of things, offline. So you're going to go on the radio, you're going to go on the TV, you're going to be on print, uh, out of home. Uh, but when you start thinking about how uh, the new age of people has changed, Everything is about connection. It's about relations. Influencer marketing is all about that. So we have social media where we have a lot of people going in on a daily basis, but then we have a lot of people that are actually uh, talking about topics and selling uh, products because they have used them on an influencer marketing base. And that's the way to talk to audiences in another perspective. So it doesn't mean that you don't have to do TV, radio, or all these traditional media stuff, but you also need to have people on the other side. And that's where influencer marketing comes in. It's all about referring. It's all about uh, listening about products, brands from other people that have actually used it, basically. So where do you see um, advertising and marketing here in the future? I mean, what do you see as as the next big thing? And, and, and maybe not even talking about as much about trends as even just Maybe even philosophies. I mean, where are you seeing this going? I think that over the past years, uh, when programmatic buying jumped in, that was a big game changer. That's when actually every type of media started to go more on the mainstream side of things. And you actually uh, having the brands even being able to go into that and buy directly, right? It's happening. Mm-hmm. We media agencies now see some clients that actually jump in and say, I want to buy directly my display advertising or do things on my own. And that is something that we just can't stop. But what we can actually do is be there so that they continue and keep the pace and continue to actually grow with an understanding on how to do so. But that's a complicated part for companies sometimes, right? And if we definitely want to continue to be there, we have to be more 
uh, on the consultancy side of things where we actually help them shape things up. And if a company is undergoing a digital transformation process, we have to be there to be right with them and provide more than they actually can do it themselves. It, we have to be an extension of their marketing team instead of being just the agency or a vendor, which is the more traditional side of things. That, that's what we see. Uh, there's a lot of agencies in, in the U.S. shifting to that, and even big consultancy firms like Accenture and kind of this have gone into the digital landscape because of that, because they saw an opportunity, right? So it's a balance, and that's what we're trying to That's a big shift nowadays. Alex Ramirez is CEO of T2O Media USA. And uh, on your website, you talk about uh, the Tres Amigos of advanced uh, television, a connected, addressable, and programmatic linear. Uh, it says it goes far beyond the big networks, even farther than many options we now have available on satellite and the Internet. Is this a big benefit in being able to be uh, to target uh, to, uh, you know, uh, an end user? Or uh, First of all, explain what you mean by Trace Amigos, connected, addressable, and programmatic. So on the TV side of things, the most uh, traditional way of buying, this is very old school, but it's mm-hmm. still there, it's talking to a business rep from the TV station and say, hey, I want to be on TV. What do you have for me? Okay, so how much money you have? I have X money. And then out of that, they will send you, okay, this is the inventory mm-hmm. that you can get. And then you go live. You build your spot. Uh, you come to a uh, rigorous tool like this, and then you just put it out there. Tried right? and true method there. Exactly. Yeah. The problem about that is that if I want to segment or target, how do I actually segment my targeting to uh, an actual consumer when there's four, five, six people looking at the same screen at the same time? How, how do you actually use a spot that it's targeted to each of that personas. That's the tricky part. So when digital TV, connected TV, addressable TV came in, that's when you actually go into the more targeted perspective and then you can actually buy inventory in the digital spectrum to an audience and not everyone there, like the traditional media. So TV definitely works. It still generates a lot of traffic. It just generates a lot of awareness. But if you really want to target, you need to go on the digital side of things and then use technology for that. And that's what we're, uh, we're doing. We but we also buy offline, but we try to tie everything to a, a metric on a digital perspective and be able to actually trace how that's performing for the campaign. That's an upside for the client. There's no doubt about that. Conversations have always been an integral part of selling stuff. So how do chatbots and dialogue flow start a conversation and how does that play into the whole marketing thing? There's two main things that you are going to get out of a chatbot. And one is reduce the costs of having someone call you in That's a call center part. It takes a lot of manpower and money for companies to actually be able to address all the questions that a consumer uh, or a client that you already have has or a new prospect has, right? So that's when chatbots appear and say, how do we optimize these processes? That's why chatbots actually came into play, right? So Mm -hmm. how do we streamline our communication so that we don't have everyone talking over the phone, basically? Now, if you go on the media side of things, how can we use chatbots to sell, right? Uh, we have worked with insurance companies, not here in the U.S., but in Europe, where we have put in place chatbots where we streamline the whole process of an insurance policy uh, buying, basically. And that is 
asking for an insurance, getting the whole quote, and then even closing the deal directly in the chatbot, that's marketing. That's using technology and marketing all tied together to get business results in a way more efficient way. That's basically what chatbot is all about. As a voice actor, I someday uh, would like to ascend to the level of being a chatbot. <laughs> but no, not really. Hey, you've linked avatars to successful digital marketing, Alex. How does that fit into a marketing plan? It's very close to what the chatbot is, but basically the avatar, it's, if you think about one of the most famous ones, you have the IKEA one, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that avatar, it's actually giving that chatbot a personality and being able to relate to that uh, persona. So if you go in a traditional media and you go into a celebrity, you get that person to go all, all the way in your campaign. In this case, you just have a celebrity that is digital and you give a, a persona out of that. And that's that's basically the avatars. But it's just the exact same thing about having a chatbot, but having a personality on top of that. Wow. This basically. is getting really deep in a good way. Okay. I like this. This is, <laughs> this is good stuff. Lots of businesses... Uh, use AdWords to market their products and services, Alex. Uh, uh, you have a solution uh, for low-traffic AdWord campaigns. Tell us more about that. So when we started working on the PPC side of things, that was the first initial thing that we started doing, as I was telling in the beginning. Um, there were different types of clients. So the ones that actually had big budgets that can afford to go on the, what we call the killer keywords, which are the big volume mm -hmm. keywords. But sometimes... Some clients don't either don't have the budget or the long tail is way more efficient for them because it's more targeted than the killer and being able to get that needs technology because you, you're talking about millions of keywords. We have another company that's a sister company called Judd Internet Media, which they actually build tools for that and they buy millions of keywords a day and you need technology for that to be able to work. So if, even we always use uh, the AdWords platform to buy or the Bing one. Uh, we also use other technologies like uh, Marine Software. We use Kenshu. Uh, we use uh, DoubleClicks, which now it's called Google Marketing Platform. And that is how we use technology to actually be able to break down all the campaigns in a way more granular, granular way and with a lot more inventory than the regular 200, 5,000, or a million keywords, mm -hmm. but more killer side of things. But that's that's basically what we do on the on the PPC side of things. And, and it's how we help companies grow. And sometimes it's about strategy as well. It's not just the budget. It's that maybe it's easier for us to conquer a territory uh, by using a long tail approach more than a head tail approach. So it's just a matter of the strategy. So has uh, digital marketing driven a, a faster response rate uh, when you compare it to uh, traditional marketing? Are things happening faster? I mean, digital has always been faster. I mean, things change on a daily basis. When you see, when you see any kind of, of, of tactic that we implement, we implement it today, and maybe in two weeks it's different already. I mean, it's that's where the agencies need to keep up the pace. And that's where we see that sometimes the client, even though they jump into doing things themselves, keeping the pace, it's complicated. It takes time. It's time consuming. It takes money in to actually get to that point. So we as agencies need to be uh, helping them keep the pace, continue to grow, understand those changes. And the good thing about agencies as well is that we are able to access a lot of data from the different vendors where we have beta testings where we have different uh, approaches that maybe for an actual client it's a little bit more complicated to test so 
Using your time machine, looking into the future there, T2O, uh, what's the next big solution that you have on the horizon for your clients? Well, we have, that's an interesting question. We have been working for the past three years now on an AI solution. Uh, we have uh, put in place that for some clients. Uh, one, one big uh, hotel chain has already uh, gone into that with us. We are already in a 89-90% prediction rate. That's actually getting a, client, a new visitor to the website and being able to predict if on the second visit it's going to actually convert, which is very powerful. And so we're building a solution out of that. Uh, that's I can't disclose too much of it, but uh, we should have that live at one year, I think. And it's going to be a, a game changer for what we're doing, definitely. From our interview today, you can obviously tell that Alex is a metalhead. What? <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, he is. So what's your favorite metal band, Alex? I've been into Metallica since I was like five years. I was living close to a neighbor that was re- listening to them like almost daily. And so I eventually just become a big Metallica fan and... I will continue to do so. And until it, they if exist. you look at Alex, he just doesn't look like somebody no, that. But no, you know what? No. He rocks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Very good. Hey, Alex, you are a fresh face, a fresh idea company. It's so good to have you uh, here in the Houston market as well. And obviously, because this is a podcast, lots of folks around the world are hearing this as well. But I'm, I'm glad you're in Houston. I'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing. T2Omedia.com. Alex Ramirez, the CEO. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me in. Mm-hmm. And it was a pleasure talking to you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to Ad Speaks Houston. Well, I invite you to visit our website. It's aaf-houston.net. And subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or via RSS so you never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we certainly hope you do. We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about this show and share on social media, that is going to be really a kind gesture as well. Copyright 2019 AAF Houston. All rights reserved. Join us next time for another episode of Ad Speaks Houston.